This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. So I'm here with Zena Dixon. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this with me. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm excited. So for people who don't know you, can you give me a 30-second bio? Sure. Uh, so I go by Real Queen of Horror. I started a blog, realqueenofhorror.com, about seven years ago, where basically I just explain my obsession. I watch horror movies on a daily. I've been watching them, to be honest with you, before I could even remember because my mother's a huge horror fan. So that was basically what I was watching as a child instead of cartoons for some reason. And yeah, like I've just been blogging for over seven years as well as some occasionally I'll do uh, YouTube videos with a little twist in there. You know, I have a weird sense of humor. I also write for dreadcentral.com, wickedhorror.com. I used to write for iHorror. Florida geek scene, as well as black girl nerds. Very prolific. <laughs> I remember when I was first looking you up, Xena's period blood got me laughing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm a little obsessed with Carrie. That's actually where I um got the name from. Like, People always ask me, like, oh, how did you come up with that name? I just remember I went through this phase where I would always watch Carrie, like on a daily, like every single night for some reason for like almost two months. And you remember the scene when they're just like throwing tampons at her and stuff. And I was like, hey, that couldn't be a cool title. And then I just came up with Xena's period blood. So It's very memorable. So you mentioned that you used to watch horror movies with your mom. Is that where it all began? What kinds of things were you watching? Yes, that is where it all began. I remember one of the first horror movies that I, I don't think it's the first one exactly, but this one just, I feel kind of shaped me in a way. That's uh, Kevin Tenney's Night of the Demons from 1988. Mm-hmm. I believe I probably watched it in 92 or so. And I think I was like four years old. And so it's like, I have five brothers and uh, brothers and sisters. And I remember my dad used to work nights. And so my mom would be home with me and my siblings and I'm the youngest one. And you know, I was kind of like a mama's girl. So anything she did, I wanted to do anything she watched, I'm going to watch it too. So I remember she would tell, you know, tell us like, okay, you guys can go to bed or you could leave. And I remember my older siblings, they would leave and you know, some of them, they, they would try to hang around, but not me. Like I just, I remember just always just sticking it out. Like no matter how horrifying it was. And there was some stuff I don't think that I should have watched as a kid, to be honest with you. <laughs> and of course, it was terrifying, you know, but it's like, I feel like that's that's how it is when it comes to horror movies. It's addicting. And it's just like, I just really loved it. And I love the thrill. So I remember watching Night of the Demons, Mortuary, of course, like the classics, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, The Poltergeist. But I was really into kind of like the cheesy type of horror movies like Dolls or Dolly Darest, even Leprechaun. Like those are the ones that really stood out for me. I always just seem to go back to Night of the Demons. And it's just one of those movies I feel like I could just watch every day. I feel like we've all got one of those. Right? Which one's yours? Oh, I watched Scream every day for a month when it first came out on video. Whoa. 
But I think my classics are Hellraiser and Candyman. Nice. Yeah. How do you feel about the, the remake? Oh, gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah? Yeah. Same here. I think partially just because the property is so filled with potential, mm-hmm. but also because of the talent, really, the talent. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so how did you go from being a horror fan to writing about it? Well, again, you know, going back to my siblings and even with my mom, we would all watch them. And I remember, you know, outside of my family, I really couldn't talk to my friends about it because they didn't watch horror movies. And I would try to get them into it, not by forcing them, but if a a movie came out in the theaters, like I remember Ghost Ship came out when I was in high school, I think maybe like in 10th grade. And I tried to get one of my best friends to see it because she said, oh yeah, I really love horror movies. But I remember she was, uh, she was getting into it. So I thought, okay, let's go see Ghost Ship. She didn't want to go for some reason. And it's just like, okay. And then I remember get her to go into uh, some other movies, but it just wasn't her thing. So I didn't want to force her. So I remember just going with one of my sisters or my brothers, of course, like my parents. My dad's not into horror like that, but he goes because what else is he going to do, you know? I remember I was kind of sick of, you know, not being able to fully express myself, as cheesy as that sounds. And I've always been into creating blogs and websites and graphics and stuff, and that's always been my thing. But I've never had a website where I consistently would update it I would probably just update it for a week or maybe even like a month. But then after a while, it, you know, just got kind of boring. I don't know if you remember Live Journal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, using that as an example, I could never, like, keep up with that. So, finally, I thought, you know what? I'm going to start expressing my love. It'll be fun. And so even coming up with the name, it was a good time, which the name, it just comes from Real Queen of Horror, just because I take horror very seriously and it's it's my thing you know just kind of just started off with me doing like reviews written reviews on the website as well as video reviews and I would also like just create some shorts here and there but then someone reached out to me there's a man named Scott who owns floridageekscene.com and it's basically just all things geeky within the state of Florida so I started writing for that website it was kind of just like a monthly thing and he would kind of like pick out the movies that I would review and then from there you know I just would come across some other journalists that would read some of my stuff and ask if I would like to you know write on their website so it's been it's been a blast so it's just been kind of like you know hey you like horror you want to write here sure you know that kind of thing nice so we're chatting in advance of women in horror month and I'm wondering what does the month mean to you the month for me means just as a woman just expressing yourself of what you love to be honest with you I don't even feel like there should be a women in horror month I feel like that should be something that happens all the time but unfortunately that's not something that I feel that we have as of yet I love the fact that there are so many women who are involved in it and have such a strong opinion about it and I just hope that one day that we're all able just to continue you know just as one you know not trying to sound corny again but just as one be able to continue just to love this genre it feels like we're starting to get there but there's still a bunch of people who are like you can't name a single woman creator or even like a significant woman in a horror film which is ridiculous right right and it and it is it's it's kind of hurtful hurtful because it's just like we're, we're all trying to work towards that change and you know obviously this isn't something that can happen overnight 
I don't know, even with what you're doing, like I'm so happy and honored to be asked to be on your platform where you are just exposing us all. One of the main reasons I'm doing this is because I think women horror critics or women film critics are doing some of the most important, valuable work out there. Right. I agree with you. And I, again, I really appreciate it. So as a woman and a person of color, how do you feel the contemporary horror genre is doing? I feel like, to be honest with you, it's doing so much better now. I love the fact that we are getting diversity within this genre. We're getting, I mean, not completely, but we're getting there where people are open to at least watching a horror movie. Just learning the fact that there are different types of horror fans and even different types of viewers. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to five years from now just to see where exactly we'll be. Have you noticed a change in the industry in the time that you've been writing about it? I have, to be honest with you. I did not know of any Black woman within this genre that was writing about horror or even doing something similar to what I'm currently doing. So I love the fact that there are a lot more that they're coming out. Yeah, it's so valuable to have something like Twitter and social media to help spread the word. Absolutely. It really is. I even remember when I first came across Ashley Blackwell. It was actually, I was just Googling. I, I forgot what I was Googling, but I, I saw like one of her posts came up when she used to write for Black Girl Nerds. And it was just about Black women in horror. And it's just like, what? You know, it's just like kind of like one of those moments where it's just like, what is this? It's just always exciting when you see someone else who looks like you and, and they like what you like, because truth be told, majority of my life, it was like I was told that I was weird, you know, and then I, I couldn't find anyone who even outside of being black, I couldn't even find like other women, to be honest with you. I know that they're out there, but connecting with them on Twitter, obviously, and YouTube, that was a major way. But yeah, just coming across her article and she just kind of was talking about black female bloggers as an example. And I thought that that was really awesome. So we kind of connected that way. The platform's so great for that sometimes. It really is. It's, it's amazing. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty addicted to Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I should spend less time on it. So building off the previous question, do you think there are any great texts that people are sleeping on or that they should be more aware of? And these can be new or old. Oh my gosh. Okay. There are so many underrated horror movies out there that it's, it's just unbelievable. Like I kind of made it my mission like a couple of years ago to start watching movies, at least watching five movies a month that I've never, you know, heard of, I've never seen before. And Actually, I have YouTube to thank for that because there's a lot of made-for-TV movies from the 60s and 70s and 80s on there, even the 90s. So um, one that comes to mind is a Wes Craven movie, which is Summer of Fear, as well as, I don't know if you've ever seen this horror movie. I don't even know if it's like a horror movie, but it does have horror elements in it, and it's super duper weird. So it's called Baby. No, I haven't heard of it. Um, yeah, it's just extremely odd and I didn't really know what I was getting into. So I believe that it's called like the baby or baby. I think it was made like in like the early seventies. And basically it's just about this woman who's a social worker and she has uh, a case with this woman's son who is, she's a, he's a fully grown 
man. Like he's probably like in his maybe late 20s or 30s, but for some reason he has the mind and the behavior of a baby. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's just, it's very strange. It's pretty tame at first, but there are some things where it's just like, whoa, what, what is that? What just happened? And it ends with a bang. I'll leave it at that. Nice. Yeah. But no, yeah, there's, there's so many. Another one that comes to mind, and it's kind of new, well, not really, but it's not from like the 70s, but early 2000s. And whenever I tell people, hey, I really love this movie, like one time I told someone I enjoyed this movie a lot, I really thought that they were going to slap me. This movie called Mortuary from like 2005. It sounds familiar, but I can't remember it. It's directed by Toby Hooper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Denise Crosby, she's in it. Dan Bird. He was in a couple of things. But yeah, basically, it's about this family that moves to this funeral home and it has a legend. And don't get me wrong, it has like a little cheesiness to it. But like you ever just watch a movie where it just makes you so happy, it just makes you so comfortable. And like from the start, like the cinematography and, and even like the music when it starts playing in the credits. I mean, I know I'm talking about horror movies and it's kind of like people are dying in horrible, terrible ways. But I don't know, there's just something nice about that, a cozy feeling. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I feel like horror people, when we get upset or we need comfort food, we turn to horror movies. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like I was just even talking about, again, with Night of the Demons. I really, really love Night of the Demons too as well and that's just like one of my major major comfort movies that i feel like i can just have on all the time and kind of non-horror but you know just more for kids goosebumps there's something about Ooh. that theme song yeah. that just that just makes me so happy yeah, there's some other ones as well like eden lake is another one that comes to mind came out in 2009 dead silence i really enjoy that one a lot and recently, I mean, I think I really do feel like people are, are talking about Terrifier. I feel like that's a great one. Oh, yeah. That one's all about the scares. It really is. It really is. And even with the director, I really do appreciate. He seems like he has a great work ethic and mentality because I believe that he was at first doing YouTube videos and there's different full features that he filmed before actual Terrifier, like long before Terrifier. And I thought that that was pretty cool. I think one of them is like All Hallows Eve is one of them. Oh, yeah. There's just so many. I mean, if you want to see some movies that'll just make you feel terrible about yourself for some reason, even though it has nothing to do with you, but like kind of like just gross you out. And even some that may even scare you. I feel like I could uh, reference you some great ones. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Okay, so February is also Valentine's Day, and I asked you to select a film that you love, that you wanted to highlight, and you've already mentioned it, and it's Wes Craven's Summer of Fear, yes. a 1978 made-for-TV movie with Linda Blair. Hmm? So why do you love that one? Oh my gosh, okay, so I'll try not to give you like a super long story. I'll try to, you know. Oh no, give me a super long story. Okay, so again, you know, my mom loves horror movies. And I remember she used to collect when I was in high school, she used to collect like DVDs and stuff and which is still at my parents house. And hopefully one day I can just have it. But she literally has like easily over 2000 DVDs. Ooh. So I remember when I was in high school, or even like in middle school, 
she would always go to Best Buy and she was just like obsessed with buying movies. Like it was crazy because sometimes she would buy like of the like buy the same movies or sometimes she would actually have like a list of the movies that she would want. And then we would just have like movie night on a daily and um, it was just crazy, wonderful experience. So I remember we went to Best Buy and she picked up this movie, Summer of Fear, and it had like a pretty cool cover on it, you know, and I've, I've never heard of it before. And of course, I've heard of Lender Blair. And of course, I've heard of Wes Craven at the time. So this was probably back in like 2002 or three. And so I remember she brought it home and she said, hey, you know, I'm going to watch this right now. And I was like, okay. So we started watching it with one of my sisters and I was just completely hooked. It's like the type of movie where it's like, you know, that it's made for TV. You know, it's like one of those. And then I even remember I was like really into knowing more about the movie. So I kind of looked up some stuff and I remember it was based off of a novel, you know, mm -hmm. with the same title that came out two years beforehand by this writer named Lois Duncan. And she was kind of like a young adults writer. And she actually has like a really sad story. Her youngest daughter, she was murdered and um, she wanted to find out, you know, who did it. And it was just kind of like, so she would write books about it or she wrote a book about it. It was just heartbreaking. Just back to this one. I was just so attracted to it because I felt like in some ways it was relatable. Relatable because here you have like a teenage girl pretty much has kind of a perfect life. You know, both of her parents are well off. They live in a gorgeous house. She owns a beautiful horse. She has an awesome boyfriend where it's just like he's a nice looking guy. He treats her well. You know, she has her great, like she has a best friend and things just seem perfect. And also her room was pretty awesome. And you know, <laughs> even though it's like the 70s, like I just couldn't help but just look at all of her outfits. I remember being so intrigued you know, that, whoa, that's a wonderful outfit. I would wear all of that. Basically, the movie is about a teenage girl where basically her cousin comes to live with her and her family because her parents, they were in a car crash and they died. And so the girl, she comes and she lives with them in California. I believe that she was from maybe Arkansas. There's just something weird about the cousin. Like she dresses very old fashioned. She talks weird. You know, she has like this weird accent and you know, she just doesn't fit in. I've never read the book though. I really want to. Well, in the movie they did change some stuff, but they really didn't stray that far away. So I'm, you know, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, there's just something weird about her cousin. And you know, as the viewer, you kind of see what's going on. It's just like if you watch enough stuff, you know, you'll be able to predict what's going on. But you can't help. In my case, it's like I can't help but just be intrigued about it. And I remember I actually rewatched it last night, actually. And it was just like, I've seen this movie so many times, but I just, I have to put down my phone, I can't have anyone talk to me. And I just have to just get sucked in and get into that world again. So I didn't have a chance to watch it, but I look at, at the extended trailer and it's so over the top in all the right ways. <laughs> Plus, I mean, Linda Blair with her big 70s hair. So it just looks great. It really is. And, you know, also I want to thank you for being so patient with me because I know I was like super annoying with changing <laughs> <laughs> movies every three seconds. So I really appreciate it. Well, it's hard to pick just one. It is. It really is. And it's like, I wanted to make sure that it's that it's a good one that, you know, with someone listening that they're like, you know what, I'm going to watch that movie. You know, I've never seen it. Or if it's someone who have seen it before, they're like, I want to rewatch it. 
All right. So originally I was going to spoil the twist, but we won't. So if people want to check it out, it is available on YouTube. I mean, I think that we should still like spoil it. Oh, okay. Spoil it. <laughs> okay. Wait, do you, do you want to do it? So this is a secret witch movie. Yes. Yes. And of course, the cousin is not really the cousin. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, I actually got, I got the film mixed up with another Lois Duncan adaptation. Because mm. there's another one that sounds very, very similar. But this one's got all kinds of crazy witch powers. Yes. And, you know, that crazy 70s hair. Yeah. And it ends in a fiery car crash, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Basically and- everything you would expect in a 70s TV movie. And it's, it's amazing. And I'm all the way for it. And then even with that, it's like her body, like no one questioned that. She just moved on and found a new family. Because, of course, she survived. (laughs) Right? Like, it's just, it's so outrageous. But I just can't help it, you know? So when you were doing research, did you ever find out why Wes Craven, of all people, directed this? You know what? I did not. I'm just going to assume it's because this was before The Last House on the Left. And the hills have eyes, you know? So it's just like, I think he was just trying to, like, get his foot in the door. And plus, it did air on Halloween in 1978. Oh, really? Yes. So I think that this probably got him some attention because right after that, in 1981, that's when he did Deadly Blessing. And, I mean, th- that movie has a mixed audience. It's like either you really love that movie or you just really hate it. And then, you know, Swamp Thing. So I think that it kind of, like, helped his career. Yeah, it's an early classic. I feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where can people get a hold of you on social media? Well, again, I'm a little bit obsessed with Twitter. So I'm always lurking if you don't see me tweeting at lovely Xena. I meant to change my name, but it's so much energy just to come up with something. So lovely Xena it is. Plus, I've had it for like nine years now i believe so you might as well right oh it's name recognition <laughs> right you can also find me of course at realqueenofhorror.com um i'm also on youtube real queen of horror and dread central Zena's period blood comes out uh once a month and wicked horror as well comes out once a month as well but mainly like main contact to reach me i'm always on twitter excellent and just before we go i wanted to highlight the fact that well, at the time of this recording, you just dropped a horror short. I did. You did just drop a short. You're the best. You know my life. Yeah. So everybody go and check that out if you haven't already. Well, thanks so much, Zena. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm sorry if I was like a little bit nerdy. No, not at all. <laughs> Pod Squad.